Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. I hope you're all having a great day. Um, that's all. Uh, I don't have anything interesting to say in the intro. Briar is bl <laughs> blue now. I did dye my hair today. Um, because I had some blue manic panic, and I'm just like, well, I'm gonna put this in my hair. Yeah. And then sit and watch some Star Trek, yeah. and then uh, rinse it out before a podcast. <laughs> and it, it it was one of those, like, well, it's either this or I book a tattoo appointment, and this is cheaper because I already have the materials. <laughs> Perfect. Papyrus Undertale voice, you're blue now. <laughs> um... Anyways, this week for Capes and Japes, I thought that since last week we talked about Man-Thing, um, partly because Man-Thing is apparently going to be showing up in the, uh, the upcoming Disney Plus Werewolf by Night special, and, uh, I thought while we're here probably we should talk about, uh, another woman thing. <laughs> Where's woman thing? Feminism. <laughs> I will not be satisfied until we have a woman thing. Despite the fact that man thing arguably doesn't have a gender. <laughs> um, representation when this <coughs> mass of <laughs> plants and this moss. This mass of plant life yeah, plants doesn't have a gender. Yeah. Is a he, him, non-binary. Um, like we said last episode, we love a he, it, king. So true. Um, anyways, I thought we could talk about another character who is uh, supposedly going to be uh, heavily featured in uh, this Werewolf by Night special. Um, it's a, it's a, a quote-unquote special presentation. But that character is uh, Elsa Bloodstone. Um, but in order to talk about Elsa Bloodstone, we do probably have to talk about some of the other Bloodstones. Um, so uh, let's get into it. Elsa Bloodstone is the daughter of a character named Ulysses Bloodstone. It's a really powerful name. Um, some strong names in this family. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I think when your last name is Bloodstone, you really gotta commit. So, uh, Ulysses Bloodstone, um, was created in 1975 by uh, Len Wein, Marv Wolfman, and John Warner, um, who was. Initially, um, I believe initially pitched to have, like, his own ongoing series, and then the series got cancelled, and they ended up using the material, um, for a running story in an anthology series called Marvel Presents that was, you know, one of those anthologies that would include, like, a bunch of different stories and would, like, sometimes introduce new characters before they would then, like, go on to get their own kind of 
standalone series. Um, so the uh, concept of Ulysses Bloodstone is that he is a monster hunter, basically. Um, and the uh, story um, is that he is uh, immortal. He's existed for uh, thousands of years. And in, like, way, way ancient times, he was uh, living in, you know, like, a prehistoric village. Uh, and a meteorite crashed. Uh, this is sounding very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of these stories. Um, uh... Meteorite crashed, Ulysses' uh, bloodstone found it, um, and a part of it embedded itself in his chest, which is... Uh, is that the bloodstone? That is the titular bloodstone, um, which uh, gives him superhuman powers, makes him, uh, you know, strong, fast, durable, healing factor... Um, and also makes him immortal. Um, and I think also, uh, gives him the ability to, like, perceive things that, like, normal humans can't. Like, you know, invisible magical beings, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, there's also an, like, an extra-dimensional alien creature who's also trying to retrieve the bloodstone who uh tries to fight Ulysses over it and the like explosion from him attacking Ulysses uh kills his like destroys his village so he swears revenge on this alien guy whose uh name I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to say um but uh it's it's a very long and complicated alien name. Um Of course of it course is. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it yeah, be? Obviously. Um so he uh swears revenge on this uh alien, extra dimensional being, this g creature, um who uh has the ability to summon monsters from, like, uh, different dimensions. So Ulysses, like, starts off kind of, uh, being, like, basically a, uh, what do you call it? Like, a mercenary to, like, make money for himself. Um, and he, uh, he's able to, you know, he lives forever. He can't die. He's able to, like, uh, amass, like, a lot of money and resources, um, and eventually he- <laughs> It's- it's generational wealth, but one man. Yeah, exactly. Just one guy who is all the generations. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's able to, like, build up, uh, a lot of money, he's, you know, traveling around the world, like, encountering all these weird things, he, like, uh- collects these magical artifacts um and ultimately like partly because this 
alien keeps uh sending all these monsters after him um and also because he has like this unique skill set he becomes primarily a uh monster hunter um he uh ends up dying when he um he goes up against this group uh called the conspiracy um <laughs> which is uh formed by the same like higher ranking like extra dimensional like entity that sent the alien to try and get the bloodstone back um they uh are sent to retrieve um this bloodstone fragment from uh Ulysses's body and he said over my dead body and they said okay they ba- yep they said sounds sounds good to us um so they um remove it i think they are uh destroyed in the process so actually nobody wins um no. but... nobody wins but the bloodstone yeah bloodstone got its blood yeah victory for the bloodstone blood for the bloodstone all hail the bloodstone yes um and uh ulysses ultimately dies i don't i don't think he come i don't think he's come back at any point we've seen like there's been like flashbacks of him and like i'm pretty sure like elsa's like talked to you know like his ghost or like you know imaginary manifestations of him at some point but i think he's stayed dead but i'm not positive <laughs> um so that all happens in like the late 70s so he has this uh intro story um in marvel presents um and he ends up, he doesn't end up getting his own title. Um, most of the rest of the story gets, um, told as a backup story in a, uh, Hulk comic. Um, but that's, uh, mostly in, like, the late 70s. And then there's some, like, you know, flashbacks and stuff to him in later years. But that, that's pretty much the the self-contained Ulysses Bloodstone content. Um and that's it for a little bit, but then in uh two thousand and one, um Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning with Michael Lopez as the artist uh come up with this idea for this uh comic that's just titled Bloodstone, and it is about Ulysses' daughter, Elsa Bloodstone, uh, inheriting his legacy. And she's, I think she's like 18-ish, um, when she first shows up, um, and it's established that, uh, she didn't know her dad very well. She um wasn't aware 
of the monster hunting stuff um because her mom divorced uh him when Elsa was really young and then took Elsa to go live overseas so she spent most of her childhood in England so she's usually depicted with a British accent and uh using like you know British slang and stuff and uh after Ulysses dies um their uh family lawyer contacts um Elise is uh Elsa's mother's name uh contacts Elise and Elsa to tell them what happened um and uh let them know that they've uh inherited um you like the bloodstone estate and all of uh Ulysses's weird stuff um all of this is going <laughs> to change dramatically um a f- few years after this happens but we'll <laughs> uh get to that um so in this like the original miniseries um they move back to bloodstone man i don't know if it's called bloodstone manor but it should be and also it's it feels apparently, like it should be <laughs> yeah um it's apparently in boston so like uh, represent and uh elsa uh discovers you know there's a bunch of kind of like weird magical artifacts um apparently a uh fragment of the original bloodstone survived um and i i don't i don't know if like ulysses made it into a necklace for elsa to have or if she finds it and she's like cool rock i'm gonna turn this into a necklace um (laughs) but uh she starts wearing it as like a necklace um and when she puts it on it uh grants her the powers that her dad had and there's some like i think it's established later that it's like also she does have some some of that is genetic um and some of it is from the necklace because there is like innate stuff like she's immune to vampires and i think her blood cures vampires um okay yeah she's useful blood to have yeah she's so she's so immune to vampires that she is literal anti-vampire blood um yeah so so she um gains these powers she kind of discovers her dad's uh monster hunting legacy and she uh decides to to start hunting monsters um this series from like what i understand is like pretty uh goofy um i did i did see a lot of references to buffy and this was like coming out in 2001 2002 so that would be i think like season four ish of buffy probably so buffy was like actively on television 
um, when this was coming out. Um, they saw Buffy and they were like, we gotta get in on this. Yeah. And apparently the writers were like, no, we're trying, like, we didn't base this on Buffy. We're trying not to watch Buffy so it doesn't influence us too much. But it does seem kind of Buffy-ish. She's like, you know, she's a teen girl. She's blonde when she first, she's first introduced. She, like, dyes her hair in the later series, which has become kind of her, like, iconic look. Um... It's, like, kind of, you know, like, a a goofy, irreverent sort of thing. It's, like, oh, they're, like, family lawyer, like, turns out to be a vampire, but he's, like, you know, Still a, a good, good lawyer. vampire. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, I know he's a vampire, but he's a really good lawyer. <laughs> he's a really good lawyer. Um, He's a good lawyer and apparently, uh, you know, a non-evil vampire, and then they have to, like, uh rescue him from, you know, some other, like, uh, evil vampires, um, it's, like, they have, like, there's, like, a, a Frankenstein monster-type creature who kind of, like, is, like, the groundskeeper of the house, um, it's, you know, it's, it's goofy stuff, just, like, just, just goofy shenanigans, um. We do love a shenanigan. I I cannot get enough of a shenanigan, personally. I will tell you that much. But, uh... So that's her... That first series, the, like, Bloodstone series, is, uh... Pretty self-contained, from what I could tell. It didn't seem like there was a whole lot of, like, crossover with other Marvel stuff. Besides, obviously, you know, the existence of Ulysses Bloodstone. Um, yeah. And, uh, it lasted for, um, not super long. It would, I think, I think it was, like, written as a miniseries. Um, so it was, like, just, like, kind of... Get in, write the story you want to tell, get out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that, that vibe. Um, and then she didn't really show up for a little bit. Um, and then... Her next major appearance, and the appearance that, um, has probably, like, come to define her character the most, um, is she appears as a member of Next Wave, um, which is a, uh, mid-2000s series written by, uh, Warren Ellis, that was, like, a very satirical take on superheroes. But, like, a very mid-2000s satirical <laughs> take on superheroes, where it was, like, super raunchy, super edgy, um, just, like, very... I, I, I haven't actually read it, so I am, uh going off of, you know, reviews and what the actual creators have said about it. But, um, you, you know the vibe. You know what, like, a mid-2000s kind of, like, <laughs> comedically edgy superhero parody would look like, probably. Um, so, uh, Elsa shows up as a character in that. Um, it's got, uh, her... 
Monica Rambeau, Boom Boom, and then a couple of guys that I don't care about. Um, Sorry to these guys. (laughs) Sorry to these guys. Um, And uh, Elsa shows up there with, like, a new look um, that, again, becomes her sort of, like, iconic look. She's got, um, like, orange hair um, instead of her blonde hair in, like, a really, like, long ponytail um she's got like super high boots and like kind of like an orange costume with like a duster and a bunch of guns um and uh the thing about next wave is like it wasn't really written to like be canon um and I don't think at the time anyone was really treating it as canon. So, but this is how things go. People write something and then later people are like, I like that and I'm going to pull it in. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like, because it wasn't really, um, you know, didn't really matter if it was canon, um, they completely like, uh, you know, retool Elsa's backstory. And now in this version, um, she did, uh, grow up with Ulysses. Um, and he was, uh, like super hardcore about like training Elsa to fight monsters. So now Um, it's supernatural. That's exactly, that was literally the next sentence out of my mouth was going to be like, you know, like John Winchester, but like way worse. Um, so, so she started as Buffy and then she turned into Supernatural. Yeah, exactly. You know, the arc that we all go through as people. Um, mm-hmm. She, But again, like edgy mid 2000s satire. So instead of being, you know, just like John Winchester kind of like troubled parental relationship, everything is like super over the top it's like oh my dad like was you know uh training me to kill monsters when i was like three years old and then when i didn't kill it fast enough he like locked me in the attic or um you know like putting me in like these like incredibly like dangerous situations when i was like five um so in other words my dad was abusing me in the name of murdering monsters. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, and I think also in this version, um, Ulysses had, it's like, uh, Elsa's mom tried to be like, hey, stop abusing our daughter in the name of fighting monsters. Um, and Ulysses, like, had her, like, committed to a mental institution um so just you know generally terrible but uh she's a member of next wave where um they i I mean they do a bunch of stuff but the stuff is questionable whether if it's canon or not um they you know establish like a bunch of running jokes about her being british um and about her being sexy uh every time you talk about this woman i keep expecting you to say that she's bi and i have no idea why i mean maybe we're manifesting it 
Um, <laughs> bisexual Elsa Bloodstone 2022. Um, it's what we deserve. It really is. Um, she, um, so, okay. So the, the, the problem with this is that, um, this was, uh, largely, uh, considered non-canon for a while, but it wasn't, like, necessarily confirmed one way or another. And then pretty recently, um, like, probably, like, five-ish years ago, um, they, it, it's, it's referenced in a way where it is confirmed that it was actually canon, or at least some parts of it were canon. And also, since then, um, you know, whether it's because, like, more people, like, read Next Wave, or because they think it's a more interesting backstory, that version of the backstory where, like, Ulysses was her, uh, extremely abusive monster hunting, like, dad present in her life is genuinely, generally treated as, like, the canonical backstory. Um, so she's had, like, appearances post-Next Wave where she's been, you know, trying to unpack, uh, what she went through with Ulysses Bloodstone as a dad. And, like, it is a little bit weird in the sense that, like, a lot of characters in Next Wave were written in this, you know, kind of, like, absurd, over-the-top way because it wasn't necessarily canon. And now it is canon, so we're like, okay, did they, did they all, was everyone really acting like that? Because that kind of sucked. But, um, post Next Wave, she's, um, shown up in a few different places. She, um, shows up a lot, I mean, as you can probably guess, in, you know, the kind of, uh, occult and, you know, monster side of the Marvel universe. Um, so in like 2010, there's a, uh, Legion of Monsters series that has Morbius and Werewolf by Night and Man Thing, which is where, <laughs> which is when Morbius turns, <laughs> turns the Punisher into Frankencastle. Um, and, uh, Elsa, uh, shows up as, like, part of that team, or she, like, helps them out with, like, uh, some things, um, during, like, Civil War II, um, there's a storyline where she's, like, helping Nico from Runaways deal with, like, her magic. Uh, recently, she's been kind of part of the, um, the death of Doctor Strange, uh, event, um, and also, uh, Damnation, which is, uh, like a Doctor Strange and Mephisto thing, but she ends up forming, like, a, uh, a new Midnight Suns team, um, with, uh, Morbius and, uh, Ghost Rider... Moon Knight. I think Man-Thing's also there. And they, uh, help fight Doctor Strange. Um, there's, uh, 
also a point um during Marvel Now where Elsa becomes a um she's working as a teacher in um at the Braddock Academy, which is like a British like school for young superpowered kids. Not mutants. Mutants get their own school. And she discovers that uh she has a younger brother named Cullen Bloodstone, who was uh I th- I think it's it's like she knew that he existed, but she thought that he like went to boarding school or something. <clears throat> um Totally but, normal boarding school. Yeah, normal boarding school. It turns out that what actually happened was um Ulysses took him into an alternate dimension for, you know, training and uh left him there to fend for himself, um, you know, as a test. And then before he could go and get him back, Ulysses died. <laughs> So he was stranded in an alternate dimension for like two years. You hate to see it. You hate to see it, folks. You hate to see somehow worse John Winchester. <laughs> so um, Elsa manages to find out about this and find him. And she uh, takes him to the Braddock Academy um, where he can learn. And gives him a bloodstone ring, which I don't know if there was another chunk of the bloodstone somewhere or if she, like, chipped it off of her own, like, choker that she has. But, uh, she she gives him that. So he gets, um, you know, his own bloodstone powers. He, um, he is... Part of the, um, Avengers Academy, um, what's it, the, like, the Avengers Academy, like, battle royale thing where there's, like, a bunch of teens, like, uh, stranded in an arena and they all have to Hunger Games fight each other, um, and Nico's there and she dies, but she comes back later, so it's fine, and Chase is there, and he might also die, but he's also back later, so it's fine. Um, but uh, Cullen's, you know, one of the kind of 16 kids that are in there. And um, I think I think it's revealed that he's gay. I mean, he is gay. I remembered why Cullen Bloodstone sounds so familiar. I'm pretty sure he was at the Hellfire Gala? Or something around then, or in like one of the prides. I th- it's so. But he he was wearing like a smarmy uniform, and I'm like, wow, I hate this kid. So this kid sucks. <laughs> um, fucking truly nothing more on brand than it's like. If there's one thing we know, it's which characters are gay. By God. <laughs> Holy shit. Um. But he, um, showed up in, uh, a couple things since then. Um, also, 
quite recently during um death of doctor strange um it's revealed that there is uh yet another bloodstone sibling named uh lyra bloodstone who um was born way 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 back at the like towards the beginning of like ulysses's life like 10,000 years ago um who he ends up he like sacrifices her um in order to um in like a bargain to defeat like a demon um and she gets uh exiled to another dimension and then she uh comes back when Doctor Strange dies, because it makes magic and stuff go wonky. It's, maybe there's a better explanation in text. Um, it seemed kind of like maybe Doctor Strange died and stuff got wonky. But she's uh, returns to Earth. She manages to find um, her siblings, who uh, are pretty weirded out by this at first, but do ultimately accept her as their sister so you know they're all they're all out here (laughs) they're all out here doing their best but that's that's as far as we know that's all the bloodstones that we know so far but Ulysses (laughs) was alive for 10,000 years so who knows who else could be out there I feel like they did have a moment where they're like you know this guy has been alive for so long, there's no way he doesn't have a bunch of kids. <laughs> he's he's simply got to. Um anyways, that's uh that's what's up with uh with the bloodstones. Um maybe Elsa will be bisexual in this <laughs> Disney Plus thing. We've we've manifested it. Um Oh, I think I mean, Cullen is, like, also possessed by a demon or something. But, like, you know how that goes. Just, you know, for fun. Just for fun. So, one of these kids has got to be. Did you, um, have anything else to discuss? I did not. I haven't been reading comics this week. I have been mostly watching Star Trek, the original series, again. I say that resigned, but mostly because I am resigned to myself watching Star Trek, the original series again. (laughs) (laughs) I do really enjoy it. It's just one of those things where it's like, every once in a while, my brain goes, we're watching Star Trek, the original series again. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, listen, sometimes, uh, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it just happens. Um... I had, um, I caught up on a couple comics that I picked up. I got the first issue of Batman vs. Robin, um, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what to make of it, um, because first of all, I'm unclear how, uh, canon it is, because obviously it's not happening, like, currently, like, right now. Because currently, right now, um, Batman is quote-unquote dead. Uh, right now, during Dark Crisis, all the Justice League is quote-unquote dead. Um, so, 
It's not happening concurrently with that. And also, um, spoilers, but this happens, like, very early on in the issue. Alfred comes back to life. Okay. For, with no explanation yet as to how it happened. Um, so, I have no idea if that means Alfred's alive now, or if this is, like, a non-canon thing. Um... It's, it's also very, um, so it's still, so, so Damien shows, Bruce comes to the Batcave and Damien's there and he tries to kill him. Um, Damien tries to kill Bruce. Um. I was going to be like, this seems very out of character, but no, 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 no. Oh, (laughs) this one seems a little more normal. (laughs) Um, it is funny because he has like two, uh, two other characters there who have been, brainwashed into like working with him um and one of them is tim hunter um the protagonist of neil gaiman's books of magic which um who's like he's he's just he's just harry potter like he's not a harry potter parody because it came out either slightly before or right at the same time as harry potter but he just happens to be a British teenager with dark hair and glasses who suddenly discovers he has wizard powers and goes to wizard school. Incredible. <laughs> um, and it's funny because I was just like reading some stuff about him because I was like digging into some uh, Sandman verse stuff. I was trying, I was trying to find out some things about the Dead Boy Detectives. And I ended up reading a bunch of stuff about Tim Hunter, and then he just showed up in this, which was very funny. Um, so, uh, Damien brainwashes Harry Potter into helping him kill his dad. Um. I don't know if you would actually need to brainwash Harry Potter. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. Um, it's, um, it's unclear it's it's left sort of, you know, mysterious still as to whether, you know, Damien is being, like, mind-controlled somehow, if he's being just, like, emotionally manipulated, if, you or know... Or if he just is... wants to kill his dad. It, I mean, or if he just wants to kill his dad. He is working with some bad guys, but, like, mm. again, unclear. I, like... My main my main thing about this is I feel like at this point, the sort of, like, question of, like, oh, you know, is, is Damien going to, like, give in to the darkness in his soul? It's like, he's not. Like, it's, it's like, been, no, it's obviously not. <laughs> he hasn't done it yet so i don't think he's going to stop asking yeah. this question ask more interesting questions it's like it's it's pretty clear at this point like he's had a lot of chances and it's not happening like i think we can all agree like we don't have to retread this question um but, but they're yeah, like here what we if are. we retread this question what if we what if we do it again? The second issue of Batman vs. Robin is just Damien's best friend, John Kent, who's Superman now, shows up and he's like, hey, what is going on right now? <laughs> and then he solves the problem because Damien's best friend is Superman. Um, and uh, then the rest of the miniseries is just Super Sons again. 
That is the ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, I also picked up a um couple of standalone things. Um, one is uh Tales of the Human Target, which is a like standalone spin-off issue of uh uh Human Tom Target. King, Tom King's Human Target. Um, which uh. It features a bunch. It's not primarily about the human target. It's about, it's like three kind of intertwined short stories about a uh, guy, booster, and uh, fire. Um, and like coincidental encounters they each ended up having with uh, the human target. And um, the fire story is... Uh, it's very sweet. It's 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 kind of uh, emotional, and the booster one is very funny. There's a lot of very very funny booster and skeets like back and forth, which is my favorite thing in the whole world. Um, and then the like the guy one is really good. Like guy is really good in it. So obviously Tom King doesn't hate Guy Gardner. <laughs> so like, what the fuck was up with what happened, Tom? <laughs> Why'd you do that? Yeah, I um I picked it up in my subscription. I didn't read it yet, but I did flip through it enough to see that like, you know, guy was there, booster was there, fire was there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll definitely have to read this at some point. Not right now though. I have not forgiven Tom King. <laughs> <laughs> Tom King's still on my fucking list. <laughs> Well, I'll I'll pick I'll 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 pick this back up and read it when I'm not so mad at Tom King anymore. Yeah. And the day will come. The day will come. But it is not today. <laughs> Someday. Someday. Today today is for Star Trek. <laughs> um God. Would that every day is for Star Trek. Yesterday at work I was like I could be watching Star Trek right now. My manager loves Star Trek. Do you think he would let me leave if I was like... <laughs> I have to go home for reason of I want to see Star Trek. I do want to see... Although, if I if I did try to pull that, he'd probably say, like, yeah, but it better be next gen. And I'm like, but I wanted to watch TOS. <laughs> Too bad. Dang. Uh, in a similar vein, there was also a, um, a Dark Knights of Steel standalone issue um called what's it called tales from the three kingdoms um, oh, dang i'll have to look for that it didn't pop up in my subscription and i did not notice it when yeah, i was um, going through it's like it's really really sweet and i know that it's just like like so geared towards me specifically because like so much of it is like what if like Teen Fantasy Bruce and Teen Fantasy Clark were having, like, a little adventure together. Um, but it's, Whoops. like, it's really, it's really Whoops. good. Oh, what if, uh, what, I'm, I, I don't want to get too into it. Um, <laughs> you're like, I can't do this right now. It's, like, there's, um, it's. It's so sweet. There's, like, uh, an appearance from, uh, like, 
young, like, fantasy Jimmy Olsen. Um, you get to see, uh, Bruce meeting the Robins for the first time. Oh no. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just like, I can't stop smiling just like looking at this. It's very sweet. Um, anyways, so, uh, I do recommend, and also if you haven't been keeping up with Dark Knights of Steel, you don't have to. Um, because it's pretty self-explanatory. It's just, like, they're all, they're all in medieval fantasy world. <laughs> um, oh my, oh no, okay, I have to stop looking at them. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Um, so I really liked that, I liked seeing them. Uh, my review, I like to see them. Um, I also meant to mention last week, um, but I forgot. Uh, but Kate Beaton's graphic novel memoir, Ducks, came out a week ago. Um, and I haven't read it yet. I put it, I requested it at the library, but I am, like, <laughs> number, like, 40 in oh, line. Wow. People so, are like, oh, I love Kate Beaton. Can't I read, love- can't wait to read Ducks. Yeah. Um, so I will read it eventually, but it, it'll probably take a little bit. But, um, Kate Beaton, the, uh, cartoonist creator of, uh, beloved webcomic Hark of Vagrant, um, has been working on this, uh, for a long time about her, like, uh, time spent working in the, uh, Canadian oil sands, um, and all of the reviews I've seen have been, uh, phenomenal. And, you know, I know she, like, announced this a long time ago. It's been, like, kind of, like, a long time in the making. So I am very excited to read it. Um, so, I mean, if you, like, if you are aware of Kate Beaton, you probably already knew about it. But in case you didn't, um... I, if I you can't follow give my... Kate Beaton on Twitter, you definitely know about it. <laughs> yes. Um, I can't give my personal recommendation one way or the other yet, because I haven't read it, but the recommendations of pretty much everybody else have been uh, very glowing. So, yeah. Um, you would love to see it. Um, I think that's everything. Um, so thank you for joining us today, uh, on Capes and Japes. Um, sorry about our various audio difficulties, but hopefully it all worked out smoothly and you didn't even notice. Um, sorry if I get some bits of my dog barking that I can't edit out. It's just, it's just fun. It's just fun, you know, texture in the background. Yeah. It was um, raining today, so she didn't get a walk. So she's oh. she's she's got some energy. <laughs> Don't we all? Um, no, I wish I did. Um, anyways, uh, thank you for joining us for Capes and Japes. If you want to keep up with us and see when we post episodes, um, you can find us on uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook, just at Capes and Japes. Um, we have an email address, capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, we have a Discord server. If you 
want to join us on there, you are more than welcome. Um, tell me how you feel about this Dark Knights of Steel issue, because I'm, I'm verklempt. Um, we have a Patreon if you want to support us on Patreon. Um, you can get bonus content, watch things with us, help us pick what we talk about. Um, if you can't do that or you don't feel like doing that, but you still want to support the show, leaving a rating and review is very cool. Uh, telling a friend if you think that they might be interested. Uh, and just coming back and joining us. So thank you for being here with us once again today on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, we're manifesting by Elsa Bloodstone. <laughs> we're doing it. It's gonna happen. Uh.